the 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Amen. By the way, they offered me drink. I said, no, I don't want that drink. I'm at Joel's bar. What do you drink? Hebrews. Hebrews my drink. I don't drink nothing else but what Hebrews for me. You folks didn't get it. I'm not sure where you came from, but in Pentecostal circle, I mean Hebrew. Hey, Nick, my good friend, how you doing? Wave your hand. What a handsome guy. Give a hand clap, folks. That's my buddy. Hey, Amen. Hey, Amen. Good to see him. All right, 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews. And verse 24, verse 23. Let's hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he's faithful that promised. Notice the word promised. Hallelujah. Let's consider one another to provoke unto anger, wrath, love, and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Listen now. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. There is the word promise. I told you Pentecostal. There are 3,573 promises in both testaments. Mm. Are you with me? Amen. And over 1,189 chapters in our Bible. Now, if you divide chapters into promises, look how many promises there are. Now, you don't know this, and I don't know it until somebody said they have that, but I knew it was wrong in the first place. It's called S-M-O, church. S-M-O, church. It's rampant around the world. It means Sunday morning only church. Never going to happen in Fort McMurray. SMO church. Sunday morning only church. No, we are a Jesus only church. He's, hey, there's nobody else. Let, so there's nobody else. You folks don't hear me now. I want to hear some amen. I'm start cursing it. Amen. I said amen. Amen. Clap it if you believe that message right now. There's nobody else like Jesus. No one else like Jesus. Nobody else like Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One day I was trying to tell my wife, I'm pretty she this is. Well, why do you think I marry her? Because she's pretty. Why do you think I love Jesus? Because he's awesome. There is nobody like Jesus. Lord, bless your word. We want you blessing right now. In Jesus' name. God bless you. I want to talk to you uh, from the word of God about Pentecost. And my title is, What Pentecostal Do Not Know. Lord have mercy right now. What Pentecostal do not know. So you look like you don't know too much Pentecostals. Tell that person beside you. 
He looked like he don't know too much. But I want you to notice God put the promise with assembling. What would have happened if Elijah was not at the place of promise? He would have died in the famine. <laughs> what if God had not told him to go to that old Arabian woman, Arab, to be fed? What if he had not showed up? He would have died from starvation. There are people in this city that are not aware of the promise that God has for them. There are people on pews who don't understand what Pentecost is all about. I want to tell sons and daughters, you have got to have your own experience. You can't live off your mother and your father experience you got to know God for yourself. I thank God for my mom and dad, but I couldn't hitchhike on her skirt or on his, or on his jacket. Amen. I had to know God for myself. The same promise God made to daddy, God made to sons. Same promise God made to mama, he made to daughters. For the promise is unto you and your children Children, hallelujah, you never know when Pentecost is going to come in your life. I didn't plan my conversion, but the time that I was in that place, I was in the right place when God said, now is your time to have your Pentecostal experience. And I'm glad that church didn't believe in Sunday morning only. Because my experience came on a Friday night. Which most people call the devil's night. But it was God's night. In my life. Now I didn't know. There are 3,573 promises in the Bible. Waiting for me to collect. And God said not forsaken. The assembling together of yourself. So much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, I've been to school before, from, all, from, from the cradle up to the time I quit school. And I'll tell you, friend, if I didn't show up at classes, I couldn't hope to pass any exam. <laughs> there is absolutely no way I'm going to pass because I miss very important lecture. And teaching and all exams are is a playback to see how much you really have digested. Now, I'm going to tell you some things that you've been here before which Pentecostal don't know. Pentecost is not an organization, it's not a denomination. It's not good for you, and I got my own. Oh no. You gotta understand, friend, it is as old as the Bible. Now, how many of you believe that Jesus Christ was slain from the foundation of the world? How come he showed up 4,000 years later? But I thought he was slain from the foundation of the world. God did not just dream up Pentecost. It was in his mind before the foundation 
of the world. It always was there. Now, I don't need that fast. If you want that fast, you can have it. You're going to blow me and my notes all the way. But Pentecost, let me get an example. Let me take you out. I should uh, preach and get insight from the Word of God that you wouldn't get. Let's go to Mount Sinai. From Egypt to Mount Sinai, which is in Saudi Arabia area. Hello? There's a man called Moses. 50 days they traveled from there to that point. God told Israel through Moses, get ready in two days. And come and see me after two days. And in the third day, you're going to live in my sight. Most Pentecostal unpews are simply uninformed of their legacy. They hear the name and they'll say, well, my organization is Pentecostal. Or my religion is Pentecostal. It's neither. Pentecost is an experience that you have with an invisible God made visible by divine revelation to you. God said, Moses, tell them don't come up on this mountain. Don't come close to it, but a boundary. But after two days, I want to meet with them. And on the third day, they're going to live in my presence. Wash their clothing. Don't come to their wives. Be sanctified. Everybody got to be sanctified. And when, now when they hear the trumpet sound, when they hear the trumpet sound, I said, when they hear the trumpet sound, and this church better need a brass section around here. When they hear the trumpet sound, I want everybody to drop what they're doing and come up higher to the mountain and meet with God. Now, church, this is 50 years after, I mean, 50 days after the Passover in, in Egypt. This is after they've been baptized in the cloud and in the what? Red Sea. 50 days travel. Get the message, church. Because 50 means penta, Pentecost. In chemistry, penta means five. Hello? Hello? In chemistry, we learn all that stuff. Now, 50 days to the point where they're going to hear the trumpet sounding, the mountain quaking, voices, and when they come, they must come and stand before God, and they're going to hear the voice of God. And on that moment, church, something miraculous is going to happen. I want you to come, come here, young girl. Come here, pretty girl. Yeah, you come here. You come here. I want her to represent Israel right now. Come on up here. And I'm going to take her by the hand and present her at Mount Sinai to Almighty God. And walk away from her. You face your God. And God is going to marry her on the day of Pentecost. And God said, these are the vows. These are the condition of the relationship. 
And she said to him, all that you said, we will do. That was the beginning of the Pentecostal revelation. That they realized that Pentecost, thank you young sister, is not just, it's not just, hear me now, a religion, it is a marriage. Let's worship God. It is. Now in the Old Testament, what they had was God from us. God over here and we back here. God from us. Are you with me? At the birth of Christ, we have God with us. On the day of Acts 2, we have God, say it, God in us. In Revelation, God for us. Somebody need to shout. God, breathe in Genesis chapter 1. Adam and he became a living soul. In Acts chapter 2, God breathed again into Adam's kids and we became a quickening spirit. There is a difference between the birth of God and the living God living inside of you. Pentecost is where God put in us himself. Old Testament and the law, God put his breath in us. In the new, God put his spirit in us. God put a seal upon us. Now, if you're an engineering, a seal means a whole lot. Authority, power, amen. And when God gave you the Holy Ghost, Ephesians 1.13 says, after you believe, you were sealed with what? Spirit of what? Promise. Now, let me tell you what God was doing to Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. He's too afraid to face Jesus Christ. Like so many Pentecostals are ashamed to say, well, I'm a Pentecostal. Hello? Because you don't fit in the parlance of man's education. Harvard don't study you except as quacks, cults. But you know, you're more than that. You're in your right mind. When you leave church, you don't leave church messed up in your mind. You leave it with your right mind. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and began to flatter him. And the Lord said, Get over it. Nicodemus, you have got to be born again. Now, you that watch TV and know what TV says, they got all kind of idea what born again is. But they're dead wrong. They're still birth. They don't have life in them. God told Nicodemus, you cannot enter the kingdom of God without first becoming a Pentecostal. Yes, sir. Pastor, where does it say that? I'm going to prove it to you. That's true. Remember, Pentecost is not a denomination. It's not something you join as a club. Pentecost is a promise. It is a promise. A promise that God fulfilled on a particular day 
amongst the people who waited for that promise. Nicodemus, you must be born of the water and the spirit. <laughs> now, Jesus, don't play games. Tell me what you mean. Tell me, you need to have a Pentecostal experience. That's what I'm trying to tell them. You say, I don't believe that. Cornelius was told through Peter, God sent me here to tell you words whereby thou and the house shall be what? Save. Now we know what Peter preaches and Paul said teach nothing else. On the day of Pentecost, what did Peter preach? He preached the promise coming. The promise has arrived. The promise is received. And to make it more promise, he said, hey, Joel talked about it. Joel said, God said, I'll pour out my spirit. You ever see water poured out? Gushing like Niagara Fall. But all flesh. Now, the reason he said all flesh, most Pentecostals don't know this. All flesh don't understand this. But in your Old Testament scripture, not everybody ever received the presence of God on them. Only prophet, priests, and kings. All flesh means it didn't matter what your nationality is, your culture, or even your status in life. Because God said, I want two new loaves. Church, Pentecostals don't know this. Two new loaves. Of all the three festivities, only Pentecost alone allow Israel to bring leaven in their festivity. Represent sin. A person with sin can get the Holy Ghost. Shocking, isn't it? That's why people got the Holy Ghost without even coming to our church building. Doesn't matter what denomination they're in, they can get the Holy Ghost. All flesh, regardless of your union card, regardless of your organization, regardless of your wealth or poverty, all flesh, because leaven shall be in the loaf. Those two loaves represent Israel and Gentile. Leaven means God will not put any stipulation on you getting a spirit. All he asks you for is at that moment just believe. Hallelujah. And things would happen. Now, when you bring it all together, all of this is going to happen in one solitary day. And from that they spread around the world. And so the Bible said, God says, you must be born of the water of the Spirit. We've got mothers here who gave birth to babies. I've never seen a baby born without first the water breaks. Hello? No water, no birth. I don't care what the test tube says. There's no birth. There has to be water. And no baby is born without a sound. If that baby made no sound, they'll slap its hide to force it to open the lungs to make it breathe because it means that sound which you cannot interpret, only God can, has meaning. Every sound 
have a meaning. Now, if you you that are grown today, you ask your mommy if you did cry. They'll tell you the truth. You did bawl. You howl. You make a bunch of noise because that's telling your mother and the nurse you are born and you are alive. That's your first entrance in life and the world. The water and that sound tell everybody a baby is born. And the next thing they do is give the baby a name and to protect that baby from disease. Jesus says, except you're born of the water and the spirit, you cannot enter, you cannot see, and church is true. If that baby that's born is dead, he can't enter in our world. We bury that fetus in the cemetery. But if that baby is born and it's alive, we bring it to the sanctuary to be blessed of God. Pentecostal do not know that. If they had known it, they wouldn't walk away from it when they do. Hallelujah. They do realize what is taking place. You're not just going to a religion. When you walk in this building, you didn't walk into a religion. Or just my mama's club, my daddy's club. No, 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 no. You are given access in the company of innumerable number of unseen angels and Jesus Christ in the midst of us as the invisible God with a promised bucket to pour out on anybody who desire to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, the word baptism comes from the word uh, baptizo, not rantizo. Rantizo means sprinkle. Baptizo means buried. And so God said, I want to put you in full immerse. Hello. Not to sprinkle, but immerse you into my Holy Spirit. Because if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, which is Jesus, Christ means Messiah. If you have not the Spirit of Christ, you are none of His. Now, every one of you child and children that are born, you are born into a family. The family is a name. That name was before you were born. And you have by inheritance received that name. And everything that name represents is yours. If you live up to it, they can take it back from you. But one thing they can't take away from you is the fact that you were born in the family. That name belongs to you. And all the inheritance in that family belongs to you. God's trying to tell Nicodemus, you've got to be born again into the God family. Because every family in heaven and on earth is named after him. For he said, I'll go visit Gentiles and pick out a, he must have a bride, a people for my name. Put it in modern day term. I'm going to visit Gentile nations. And pick out a bride. For my name. Antioch is not Jerusalem. Antioch is in uh, Asia. In Turkey. Where God says. And they were called. For the first time. By his name. Christian. That means Christ. And Christ copyist. 
disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, so they took on his name and they took on his image and they're born of his spirit. Now, you kids, you may not like it, but look in the mirror next time you go home. You look like either mommy or daddy or both. You may not like it, but you look like them. You can't help it because their seed is in you. And when you have kids, they're going to look just like you also because your seed have the DNA where you came from. Hallelujah. And you can't fool anybody about whose kid this is because the DNA just cannot be copied. There are something in life you can't imitate. And this one thing is your DNA. Look at your thumbprint. None of you in this church have the same thumbprint. I was at the, the airport and I'm watching all the faces. No two faces look alike. Their heights are different. Their hair is different tonage. Their voice is different. Even their eyes so their eyes are different. It goes back to the family tree that they come from. I'm telling my friend in the book of Luke chapter 3, the Pentecostals are a continuation of the genealogy of the last Adam. My God, I've told you about things the Pentecostals don't know. Now, in our Bible, the land of Jerusalem, which we call today Palestine, is a very sacred place. Now, you don't know this, <laughs> but there's a natural Israel and a spiritual Israel. Every Pentecostal is a spiritual Jew. Every believer in the Pentecostal faith is a natural, uh, I mean, the spiritual Israelite. Every Gentile in a Pentecostal church is the son of Abraham, and Sarah, ladies, is your mother. Sarah is your mother, not Hagar. And Abraham is your father. But you've got to be a Pentecostal. Because the faith of Abraham may be applied to us. So when I come and teach about prosperity and blessings of God upon your life, you say, well, I don't mean a pastor. Well, I don't care what you think. If you are a son, then you're not a bastard. If you're a son, you got the father's name. And the rights to father's legacy. Because by virtue of your birth. And so God said, we are an Israelite, not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, church, listen to me now. God's promises are not slack. They are specific. So what have I gained by becoming a Pentecostal? That has joined the church. Well, this church don't have a list of membership. Where we said, well, you're a member, and this one's not a member based, based on how much you give, how much you don't give. No, we don't have that nonsense. Either you're born again, or you don't belong. Because the first thing we're going to ask you about the family is, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Do you have the Holy Ghost? Now, church, hello. Every birth has got to be registered. At least in this country. And if there's any document argument, there's a registry where we can go and prove the record of your birth. If the record is not there, you are not a citizen of that family. 
You're just an outsider, an alien, a persona non grata. A good example, look at Nehemiah and Ezra. They sought for their names. Among those who are reckoned by genealogy, they could not participate in the festivity of the priesthood because they could not show no record of their birth. What did Revelation ask us to do? The 20th chapter, and the books were open. And books were open. And God sought for record of their birth. And they were not found. So they were kind of polluted. And he said, depart. I never known you. The devil can never switch babies on God. It will never happen. I don't care how many babies he have around the world. He can never switch the genuine for the counterfeit. God knows them that are is. And the Bible said Pentecostal is about identity. After you were born, you were sealed with the spirit of promise. When I came through immigration, they said either you're an alien or a citizen of the country. And they divided us based on nationality. If you were not a citizen, you go over that side where the aliens were. Honey, the line where the aliens were longer than those who were citizens. I don't think you heard me. There are more tares in our world than wheat. There's only one book of life and books of the damned. There are millions going the broad way and few going the straight and the narrow way. Pentecostals, do you have record of your birth? Have you taken on the name of your father? And do you have his blood running through your vein? For when I see that blood, I'll pass over you. Let's worship God. Let's worship God. Praise God. Nicodemus, you must be born again. Now, Pastor Dean was born in 1948, end of June. I don't care if you know how old I am. I'm still feeling young. You're old. I'm young. Bless God. I'm still handsome, strong, and beautiful. Look at me. Primate life. Why are you so old? I don't know. But hallelujah. Praise God. But I'm telling you, friend, that birth is of no value in heaven. If I was only born once, I'll die twice. Ooh. Hallelujah. But if I'm born again, I mean, by past death. Now, church, in your Bible, may want to write this down. Isaiah 28, verse 10 to 11, lets me know. Now, most Pentecostals don't know. When you know this, you can't go to the church of your choice. You must go to the church that speaks your language. <laughs> Hello? When I first came to the foot of Mary, God told me, he says, Neil, 
all that I give you will come and stay. And those that I didn't give you come and they go like wind. So back off and quit bothering me. Just preach the word. I've never seen a university shut down because there were dropouts. You know who lose? The dropouts. When you drop out of school, who think loses? You, my friend. You're going to live on skin roll. You're going to end up begging bread. You'll be the unemployed. You'll be the one that have no, no, no job aiming that they can give to you because you are unskilled, untrained. But those who tough it out, beloved, they know they got a right to the earnings they demand. Praise God. And so the Bible said in Isaiah 28, verse 10 till 12, for with stabbing lips and other tongue, I will speak to this people. If you don't talk in tongues, you don't have the Holy Ghost. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're not a Pentecostal. I don't care if they put on their church front apostolic or Pentecostal. If they don't talk in tongues, they're counterfeit. Having only a form. And I've seen many little babies to try to get young girls not to have baby prematurely. You know what they do? They make some make-believe babies. They used to do it anyway. Girls sluts cool. They don't want them to get pregnant and be stupid and foolish. Go to bed with these boys they shouldn't be going to bed with in the first place. And boys become pregnant. Huh? So they say, okay, let's help these girls out. And they create some babies, some electronic babies. And they pre-program these babies to wake up at different times at night. Demanding feed. And the, the reward was get up and feed it. To teach them <laughs> the problems involved in trying to become a mother before the time. Hello. Well, that's not a real baby. Hello. The devil has plantings that try to look like Pentecostal. But they're not Pentecostal. I prove it to you. If they don't have this, they don't belong. Notice what he said. This is the rest. That you caused the weary to rest. Most believers don't realize and understand they're already in the rest beyond the seventh day. Hello? The rest he's talking about neither have beginning nor ending of days. Sabbath keeping of one day is not a rest. Beloved, I try to rest on one day and I'm still tired the following day. And still am tired. What rest is he talking about? Rest from sin. Works of the flesh. Pentecostal don't realize that. If any man is in Christ. He's a brand new what? Creature. How can I give an example? You're a soul. Looking for a donkey. And went home a king. You came to church. Sinner. And go home a saint. 
You come to church lost and you go home found. <laughs> you come to church, you're nobody. And when you go home, my friend, you're the body of Christ. That's what it means by a new creature. Saul became another man by the Spirit of God that's in him. Hello. So Nicodemus, you've got to have a Pentecostal experience. He says, how can this be? And the first thing his mind went is the natural carnal thinking. He's thinking like natural men would think. Church, that's why people are so confused on the Godhead because Jesus talked in terms that seem like he's equivocating. When he said, no man know who the Son is but him. And no man know who the Father is but him. And all those trying to figure it out messed up. Because it's by revelation and not education. You can know who God is. Whom he manifests himself to. And whom he reveals himself to. Now, how many of you know that that scripture is fulfilled in Acts chapter 2? That's exactly what happened in Acts chapter 2. Paul discussed it in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Man with stammering lips and other tongue. By the way, stammering lips is a language. He said, I don't believe it. Read Isaiah. God promised to bring on Israel a nation whose language is stammering lips. And another tongue. This is fulfilled in the promise of Jesus. Take a look with me, beloved. Go with me to Mark 16. And compare these scriptures. And verse 16 to 18. Notice the fulfillment here. And the repetition of a promise. And these signs. What's the sign, beloved? Something out of the ordinary. Your son, your daughter come home. Different. Change of heart. Change of mind. Change all of a sudden. What happened? God gave them a new heart. Pastor Neil, it's still beating, isn't it? You, you got it all wrong. I mean a new affection, a new desire, a new emotion. Those who once sin, sin no more. That's how you know those who are truly Pentecostal. Because old things are passed away. Now, and these signs shall from that believe. In other words, where's the sign? They shall cast out devils. In other words, devils don't have dominion over you. Number two, they shall speak with what? That don't mean, church, you speak more better grammar. No. Tongues mean languages. Go to the Tower of Babies, what tongues mean. God gave them tongues, and they what? Speak. Languages they've never learned. If God did it at Tower of Babies, in the moment, why can't it do it at this altar? Why can't you do it in a jailhouse? At your bedside. In your car. I was driving. I was 63 coming home. And this guy jumped in my car. And by the time I reached there, he, he got the Holy Ghost right in my car. Right in my car. And behaved like you would in church. It doesn't matter where you are in that mountain in this valley. Where faith is, God will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. But skeptics don't receive him.
Mockers don't receive it. But believers, these signs follow them that believe. If you don't believe that Jesus Christ is God, you're not going to understand the Godhead. If you don't believe the message that the Bible teaches, you won't see the necessity for a new birth. Let me tell you, all those people who said, I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. I'm an agnostic. I feel sorry for you. You're telling me how blind and dumb you are. But if God will open your eyes, friend, because everybody in hell is a believer. Now they know for a fact that he lives. Let's worship God. They shall speak with new tongues. That's what God's trying to tell Nicodemus. The wind blow it. And you hear a sound. That's exactly what happened at Mount Sinai. There's a wind, a sound, fire, shaking, quaking, and fear. They have Pentecost. A rushing, mighty wind. Why did Jesus went? Receive he the Holy Ghost. What was he doing? Telling you that as Christ was with you, I shall be in you. Beloved, if you don't have this experience of Pentecost, here's what you're missing out on. Number one, you're missing out on remission of your sins. God can forgive you, but it doesn't mean your sins are remitted. Amen. And the must know that without <laughs> the shedding of blood, there is no remission of. John came preaching about it, but never could do it. Acts 19 tells us John preached repentance. Amen. Unto remission of sin. Peter preached for remission of sin. It does matter if you have a record in the police courthouse or is purged if you got a record 50 years from now it will haunt you again because it was not purged that's why I tell young people don't go into B&E or breaking an entry because you're going to have a record all the rest of your life going to follow you in certain jobs you can't get you sure can't cross the border in the states if you have a record you can't cross the border because they feel that record follows you. Is that true? And so they said, look, if I forgive you for good, doesn't mean your record is pure. But if I'm going to remove your record, I'm going to remit it, I'm going to purge it. And baptism in Jesus' name is for the remission of your sins. Oh, clap your hands to God one more time. Now, Pentecostals don't know that. To them it's just talking in tongues. Talking tongue is just the visible evidence. You can't see sin remits. Hey! You can't see sin forgiven. It's all by faith. He that cometh to God must believe that he's the rewarder of them that seek him. The next thing God gave is power from on high. Power means power. Power to do work. That means God gave you dominion and authority to subdue kingdoms of the devil. No Christian who backslide ever got defeated by the devil. It is not possible.
impossible because greater is he that's in me when I got the Holy Ghost the one in me is greater than the one outside of me <laughs> well pastor why did I fail why did I get into this pornographic thing because you chose to Jesus Christ said give no place to the devil in other words you got the power to cast devils out you have the power to say no to Satan You've been endued with power from on high. In the hotel, they offered me drinks. I said, no. When I start coming before me, I said, no. I got the power to say, no. There ain't no devil can make me do it. Why? Because God gave me power to tread on serpents. When you get the Holy Ghost, there's a new spirit given to me. I'm not the old guy I used to be. I used to go to the tavern. Now I go to God's amen temple. Praise the Lord. I used to drink the wine of the bar. Now I drink Joel's wine. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why? God gave me a new spirit. I got power from on high. There's a new spirit inside of me. I cry, Abba, Father. Amen. Jesus is our Father. Another thing I received when I get my Pentecost experience was the Holy Ghost making me a new creation. I am a new person. So Pastor Neil, you're the same height, same hair, same everything. Nothing changed. Who said that? I've been changed. My life has been changed. But Pentecostals don't know that. God gave me a brand new heart. God took away my stony heart. Before I came in this world, man used to read God's law on a tablet of stone. That didn't work. God put it in nature. It didn't work. God said, now I'm going to convert all my New Testament believers and write my laws in their heart. This pastor is not going to give you a book of books of do's and don'ts. Here is how you get your do's and don'ts. When you get the Holy Ghost, God said, I write my laws in your heart. I ask People who backslide and do terrible things. Didn't God talk to you? Didn't God say no? Didn't God try to stop you? Everybody, God, said with a still small voice, no, don't do that. John says he cannot sin for his seed is in him. Pentecostal don't realize that. You can't blame the devil for nothing. He has no authority, no power over you when you're born again. In fact, he belongs under your feet. Somebody help me praise the Lord. Pentecost is power from on high. Pentecost is a marriage. You don't know this, but you are a spouse unto Jesus. Turn to 11th chapter of 2 Corinthians. Most guys don't know this. How can I end up in a Trinitarian church? It's impossible. I still love Jesus. I can't do it. It's like me going to somebody's house and sleep with another woman and say, that's my wife. That's not my wife. No. Christ is the husband. Hello. This is a marriage. When you become Pentecostal, Christ become your husband. 
and you become the bride of Christ for a spouse you to one husband. Now, Pentecostals do not know it. That's why we got Pentecostals singing with Trinitarians and end up losing. They always lose out. Who you run with affects you. Who you hang around will affect you. God always taught, come out. Come out. Come out. Be different. Touch not. Now, if God is going to marry a chaste virgin, church, do me a favor. Please compare right now at my order to you. 17th chapter of Revelation to chapter 19. Please go there. Because I'm telling you what Pentecostals don't know. Most Pentecostals are imitating false Pentecostals. We sing their song. We want to dress like them. Think like them. Read their magazine. Read their Bible. Read their books. And forgot that we are a peculiar distinct people. Hello. When I was a kid, I was forbidden to eat from my neighbors. And sometimes neighbors kill people's kids. Poison them. Out of jealousy. Sometimes they bewitch them. You have no idea where your kid end up. And what disease they pick up. By hanging around the wrong crowd. It happens all the time. My neighbor lost his son. I believe got poisoned. In a party. Just turned his heads away. And maybe somebody dipped their hand in his, drug, in his drink. Poisoned him. I read, I read last week. People got killed that way. And party. Turn away the switch glass on them. Girls get gang raped. They drop pills in their drinks. Where you run, that's where you lay. Where Samson run, that's where he laid. The lot on his head and cut his hair off. Pentecostal knows, come out and be separate. We're not antagonistic. We're not phobic. We're taught, come out and be separate. Look what happened right there. He said, she is a what? I don't want to call the word. You call it. She's a mother of what? And compare her to the book of chapter 19. Why? Sister Miles, tell me why. Now, ladies, you can say what you wish, and men, say what you wish. Why does Pentecostal ladies, so-called, have problem obeying Pentecostal doctrine? Ooh, hallelujah. Don't we have any David among us? So I can't put this on and maintain the fight. I haven't proven this. Well, Pastor Neal, the stores don't cater for us. We'll learn to sew. I'd rather wear <laughs> camel's hair than Jezebel's attire. Strange apparel. Come on, beloveds. I'm hurrying on here. Now, chapter 19. The bride has made herself ready. I've been to places in the States, and I can pick out a Pentecostal woman and I see one. No 
said, I'm bold enough to go ask them, are you Pentecostal? I can tell by the way she dressed. Do you know in the Bible, when David's daughter was defiled, she changed the garment of a king's daughter. Means she was no longer a virgin. What Pentecostal don't want to hear? Amen. Look at the difference. When you are Pentecostal, you've entered into a covenant. When a man stands right here before his wife and the crowd says, I do and I love no other but you, da, 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 da. And he break that covenant. He's a counterfeit. He's lying. Because he said, till death do us part. And we're parting already. We're not dead yet. Well, some girl says, well, to me, I just think he's dead. So, he's dead. That don't work. It means bury six foot under. And that's no license to go kill him either. Praise God. One guy was discussing my wife and I in the car going to the airport. And he says, I don't know what's wrong with these guys. They're always having coup and coup d'etat and killing all these guys. Don't they know this guy's going to die anyhow? Just wait. He'll die eventually. <laughs> don't hurry up his death. He will die. You know what Pentecost is? We get the Holy Ghost. You fulfill the Sabbath. Every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is Sabbath day for us. What's our rest? Physical rest? No, you're wrong. We're running tired. We're sweating. It means rest from our labor of sin. It means we give up all that love we carry, the baggage we have of sin. We dump them in a sea called forgetfulness. That map is not on the geographical theaters. God buried my sin. I've entered into rest. When I'm talking in tongues, what am I doing? I've entered into the rest of the Lord. My conversation is in heaven. No man on earth understands me but God. I'm talking to God. My spirit is talking to him and my natural flesh is not. That's what I'm doing. When I receive my Pentecost experience, I'm now a member of a New Testament program. I'm a joint hair with Jesus. Guess what's the amen? I have gone through a transformation. I've been born again. Does anybody know why in church we go like this? It's the Spirit of God trying to rapture you. And you say, It's not yet. Spit out of here. Some guy won't let it. I don't want to let go. <laughs> but oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. One service Sunday morning is not enough. Because it's day by day. I'm renewed in the spirit. When I get my Pentecost experience, I have right to the tree of life, right to citizenship, and the gates cannot prevent me. The 26th chapter of Isaiah, go there, look very quickly. Open everlasting doors. Let the righteous nation that keep the truth enter in church. 
This is not a religion. We are a citizen of a country far beyond the Milky Ways. Jerusalem is the mother of us all. And I don't mean Jerusalem in the Middle East. Because here's the history of the Middle East. Twice destroyed, besieged 23 times, attacked 52 times, captured 44 times, fought over 16 times. That's not Jerusalem from above. You know, if God were revealed to you what death means, you'd all want to jump under your skin like Isis does. I'm probably there's not 14 virgins up there, only one king up there. Hallelujah. I've always asked myself, what happened when a woman marched herself? How many husbands does she get? After all, a man got 14 virgins up there. How many men does she get? It's of the devil. A lot of thinking we have out in the world. But in the Bible it says, we have entered into rest with God. When I get my Pentecostal experience, I'm trying to tell you, church, it's not just Acts 2.30. I'm opening my shit. What do I say there? It's just the, it's the earnest of the inheritance. It's just the earnest money. When I go to buy a place, I said, put a down payment. Pentecost is a down payment. There's more to God than talking in tongues. It is righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. When I speak in tongues, I'm trying to tell you, my mother is Jerusalem. And my father is Jesus Christ. Pentecost is an experience of a seal of sonship, new birth. I'm espoused unto one husband. Praise God. I've gone from being a sinner to a saint. I've gone from being an alien to a fellow citizen. Praise God. I'm no longer a far off. I'm not. It's a marriage. It's a relationship. Praise God. So why do you pray? I pray only because I'm flesh. Let's worship God. Let's give God a praise. Nobody told me. I'm going to speak for Max Thousand in hell. Nobody told me that if I continue, I'd be a joint here with Jesus. I'm going to tell you, beloved, I question why preachers do not teach the book of Revelation. Why don't they teach it? Well, you can't do it all on Sunday morning only. I need some more days. I'm a slow learner. It took me a long time to get my license to drive. Hello. Hello, it takes some time to graduate in engineering. And to live for God, it takes some time. Before I close, I want to tell you this tonight, church. What did God promise the church in Ephesus? If she live an overcoming life. The word overcome means Cassius Clay is in the ring with Southern Liston. And if Southern Liston want to be champion, you better knock down Clay. Because Clay said, I'm going to put it down in three. 
Hello? And clay has to overcome all that Liston represented. David has to overcome Goliath. If he planned to sit on that throne, because Goliath planted his head. And if you plan to have your candlestick stay in the church, you better not forsake the assembling together of ourselves. Now he said, Pastor Neil, Sunday night, why can't we have family night? You can't. Nobody told me about the joy I could have until I found it for myself. I don't have too much church. And if I ever make it to heaven, it's going to be the same tune every day I hear from the cherubs. Holy. Holy. Lord God Almighty. And they are not going to change the tune because I simply got rapture there. And Jesus never get tired of staying. Never get tired of that tune. God told Smyrna, hey, stand up for truth. Don't give in. You know all those seven churches? They have to overcome Nicholas, Jezebel, Baal, and a whole lot more. Pentecostals don't realize how blessed they are. Let me tell you how it is. This girl was in church, doing pretty good, have a good mother who loved her and cared for her. This backsitting girl of a mom who didn't care for her and treated her terribly. Didn't care if she come in and live or was missing in the family. And she was jealous of the good life that this other girl was living. And in that jealousy, in that jealousy, she convinced the girl, your mom don't like you. If your mom did like you, she wouldn't stop you from doing this. She wouldn't withhold this from you. She would let you, you know, just run wild, uncaring, and just do, you know, when all the time mom is caring about her daughter, praying, oh, God, protect my kid from drugs and, and prison and alcohol and crime and being captured by, you mean, abductors and praying for the poor girl to keep her virginity and not lose it and praying that everything she's got. And say, oh, God, oh, God, take care of my kid. But this other kid that she hang around, didn't have a caring mom. Remind me of the woman who ate up her baby and I want to divide the other good mother's baby. She said, you won't divide my baby. So she finally listened to the wrong girl. And the girl one day took her to church, but she had been church. She was on the street. And that girl walked with the scissors. And that girl's long hair, I'll live for God. The first thing she did was she did with the scissors. She cut her hair right off. Click. And drop it on the street as if it was a filthy rag. When the devil come, he come and steal to rob and destroy. He wants to blot our names out of the book of life. He wants to turn us into 
two-fold child of hell. That's his goal because he cannot be saved. He cannot be born again. And he's jealous of the love of God in our life. This girl didn't realize how much her parents loved her and cared for her and nurtured her and trying to keep her out of the drug scene and the pain. And she ruined that girl's life. And when she finally ruined her and got what she wanted, because the devil used her, then she turned her loose. Turned her loose to a life of crime and messed up. When the devil take you out of the church, where will he take you? He's going to take you further than you plan to go. It's going to cost you more than you're willing to pay. Heard of one dad one time grabbed his son, grabbed Zachary, and took his son to jail and said to the police, oh, do me a favor, sir. I want to teach my son what I'm trying to do for him. Give me permission to put my kid in that jail. So I can't do it. So I want, please, listen to me. I want to keep my son out of it for life. Open the person up. Put him in there. Stand there. Let him see what it's like. Amen. Give him a few days in there. Take him to the drug scene. Show him where the, the dopers are. They took one girl to the madhouse where drugs messed up their mind. Girls turn their hair up and their eyes open the wall and screaming. And in the film, the girl crying, Get me out of here! No, 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 no. That's where you're going if you stay. Keep doing what you're doing. You're going right there to be with them. Get me out of here! No, no, no. You stay right there. What's so hard about going to a church and lifting up holy hands and praying and go home with a conscience clear? No one in the sewer, head down and come out. I have seen it. Veins extended. One mother took her son. He lived for God today. The son, I'm going to show you why mom and dad live for God. I'm going to take you to every church in town. I'm going to sit down there and just watch. She sat down with her kid. When it was done, she said, Now, son, that's why we don't believe that. Son, that's why we don't go there. Pentecostal don't mean that you are less than anybody else. It means you got power to say no to the devil. No to drugs. No to alcohol. No to a lifestyle that's cruel. Turn your son. See those guys bowing to those statues? See all that? That's a dumb statue. Can't speak. We serve the living God, son. Hallelujah. And when she was done with them, she said, Now, son, don't be ashamed of mom and dad. We mean you good. We have the best we know how. Make up your mind which way you want to go. That way or the right way. Down to hell or go to heaven. They said, son, I don't want to say it to you like Abraham's son. In your lifetime, you had your chance. I tried to help you, but I couldn't. 
you chose there, but Lazarus chose somewhere different. Amen. That boy listened to his mom. Thank you, son. I've gone to school before. I've seen kids who used to be in class passing drugs on the table. But they couldn't, they themselves could not use it because they did. They got shot. They got murdered. Some got killed in New York, in Chicago. You know, then there were girls that, come here, girls, come here, come here. You guys come here. Then there were girls that got wine and dine, you know, slip off from church and go off with their friends and some old pimp got a hold of them and, and take them to the best of bars and best of drinking. They said, watch church, church, bunch of old fogey people, they're mad, they're brainwashed. Really? They wine and dine them. But then after that come enslavement. The whorehouse. The penthouse. And finally, the death house. Run! You want to keep these kids safe? Pentecostalism. You want to keep young men from being shot? Killed? We were in Vancouver. And we saw these girls. They offer us sex for our, for our hamburger. Me and some more preachers walking on the streets. And there they were. And we asked them, what are you doing out here? Where you come from? Oh, Toronto. We're runaways. Run away from home. But what, what? And I asked them, I said to them, look, is your home life worse than this? That you've gone so low? Is it worse than this? The devil don't care how you destroy yourself. I promise you, their home life was not as wicked and gruesome as they said it was. It was a lie. Well, Pentecost, open your eyes. Make you see what you got. That's the best of what you're going for. Don't go to the big star. Don't go there and die like a dog dies. Last but not least, the church I came from, I watched it happen. Literally watched it happen. Long before I was preaching, me and this guy, Father, we love God. We just came in and he brought his family in and his daughter in, his wife in. We start working for God. This boy was redhead and this nice freckle looking guy, looking good looking kids. But the boy had his mind made up to do wrong. Bent to do wrong. And the girl's different. So the, the teacher told him that if your parents, in those days they're just coming in, if your parents do this to you, just call this number and we'll come and get you. You know what they did? He called that number. And they came and they got him. And they drag his mom and dad through the court. And they weep and they cry, oh, that's my little boy. And the only sin of the parents was, I don't want my boy reading pornographic magazine, porn. And so it says, no more TV for you, no more video. He didn't like it. And the teacher heard about it and said, those Pentecostals, they're so cruel. They're robbing our kids from lifestyle. That's normal. You mean crime is normal? Wicked life is normal? And so they took him away. 
And within a week, that guy learned how to start cars illegally. Smoke all the drugs he wanted. Nobody stopped him. <laughs> he lost his mind. He went to court and they ridiculed the mom and dad before the court and they mocked him and gave him all the lawyer he wanted. He got all the lawyer he wanted. This poor mom and dad couldn't even afford a lawyer as they mocked the parents and make a fool out of them and laugh at them. But you know how he died? In British Columbia? No. You know he died? He went to Manitoba. Tracked his parents down. He found them because they left him to the system. When he reached 18, they kicked him out. They kicked him, beat him, shoved him, shot him, sliced him, battered him. Never happened before in his parents' home. He finally realized it doesn't work, but it's too gone now. He's a dopehead. His hair is like a long old hippie. Messed up. These were his last word. Dad, after all those years, the father didn't recognize his voice. Who are you? I'm your son. Who? I am so-and-so. He says, come and get me. And by the time he gets him, he was dead. The OD. Drugs. It was hard for the man to bury his own son. What can he say? I tried the best I could. I gave him all I could. I loved him. I reached out to him. I poured my soul to him. Where are the social workers? Where are those who call us old foggy Pentecostals? He died bloated. In the gutter. Pentecost will keep you from that experience. You don't have to go there to prove how good God is. Let God keep you out of that situation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sister Nina, I was preaching for a bishop in New York and also one in Chicago. I told the same story, and both guys got shot. One, his parents found out he's linked up with drug addicts. They said, quit, boy. He made a mistake and told him, I'm leaving town. I'm going to quit. Some gangs you join, you can't quit. In Pentecost, you can quit anytime you want. You're not, you're not enslavement. You're free. You don't have to worship God if you don't want to. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to do anything. But in drugs, you got no choice. You're made to do it. Right. Or you're... <laughs> I want to talk about how they do it to you. Well, they sent him to school. You know what he did? They invited him over to a house. They planned to execute him. Because once you're in the gang, you know all the contacts. You're a threat. Hello? Hello? You know what happened? He was in the house. The bullet pistol. Bang! Right on his forehead. Killed him. When the police came and said, oh, it's an accident. We were playing with the gun and it happened. No. They knew he was leaving. They made a mistake and recontacted him. They said, you know too much. He died. Another one was dying in, in Chicago. He was praying, 
Oh God, I don't want to die. I want to go to hell. And while he was in the hospital, not dead completely, they came looking for him to finish him off. When you're in Pentecost, you're safe. You're safe. You're okay. Your life is in his hand. Not in some drug pusher's hand. Hallelujah. You know, one of the greatest days of my life was when I told my mom and dad, sorry for all the pain I caused you. Sorry for all the heartaches I brought to you. Weeping. I didn't tell them all the bad things I did. But oh, church, that day my, my sins were gone in the Pentecostal church. Hallelujah. I didn't feel condemned no more. I, God said, repent, boy, and I repented my sins. I went down water baptism. Don't tell me this is wrong. This is right. I baptized in Jesus Christ's name. Drugs went. Cigarette went. Everything went. Everything changed in my life. To this very day, I told my wife last week, if I was in for God, who would let me talk to parliamentarians so often as I did? Who would let me go to the places I've been? If I was in drugs, I'd be in my grave already. If I was in sin, I'd be in skin already. But I'm in Christ. I'm in heavenly places. I don't have no regret except the fact that I wasted my life in sin. Would you bow your heads right now? If you're a young person, I know what you're going through. If you're a young man, your daddy can't save you. Your mama can't save you. Daniel couldn't do it. Abraham couldn't do it. You gotta save yourself. You gotta say, I don't want that sinful life. And you won't be the first one to go in skid row. You won't be the first one to be knifed or to be shot in the head or be poisoned. Nor will you be the first one to be a Pentecostal. I want to ask you right now is it worth it? Unwanted pregnancy? Disease? Germs? Thank God for a parents who care. I wrote to my, my, my auntie who raised me first and thank her for every whip she gave me. She kept me out of the gallows, out of prison, the drug scene. Pentecost kept me from a lot of stuff. I don't want a church that let me live in my sin. I want a church that keep me from sin. Is there somebody God's calling you right now? Would you walk down this aisle at least Tell your mom and dad, thank you for caring. Thank you for loving me so much that you'll give your life for me. I know you can't save me, but thank you for trying anyhow. Anybody respect that situation? I'm not wasting my time. I'm a counselor. I know what's involved. I've seen it happen all the time. I've seen men left this church, turn them back on God, and commit murder. Murder! Girls left here and commit murder! Die from drugs! Everybody thought it would never happen to me. It take a Pentecostal experience to keep you from this wicked world. Who's God trying to reach right now? Would you come right now? Come and save yourself!